You are listening to the Dump and Change Hockey Podcast. Real fans, real opinions. Yeah. Hello and welcome to episode three of the Dump and Change Hockey Podcast. I am Alex Dodds. Here with Garrett Hyatt and Tommy Carlaccini. Tommy, I know how you're doing. Hyatt, how you feeling? I'm doing pretty terrible. The Wild are bad. They're going to miss the playoffs. This is the worst team in the league. <laughs> wow. I'm just trying to prep myself. <laughs> I don't know about that. Tommy, I guess I'll let you tell us how, how you're doing, even though we all know. Uh, well, life is good. Life is good. Warm here in Texas and the Blackhawks' first and only team so far in the West to clinch playoff spot. And I, like I said today in our uh, um, group meme chat, I'm, I'm, I'm saying the Hawks win the President's Trophy. They're on fire. They're not going to lose too many games the rest of the season. Regular season, that is. Yeah, they'll probably, have a, they'll probably have a quick four in the first round. Well, as it is right now, they're playing the Blues. And, you know, as bad as the Blues have been this year, it's always a good, good matchup when these two teams meet. Hawks and Blues, good rivalry. So if if that's how it ends, it's going to be a good one no matter what. Now you are forgetting, though, that you were finishing the year off against an actual real conference, though, right? Yeah, but that doesn't matter because the Hawks are the best in the West as 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 proven so far. Um, so it doesn't matter who they play. They got to play the Lightning, then they got to play Pittsburgh, then they got to play Columbus. In like three days. All right. Well, lightning, lightning should be an easy win. Pittsburgh, Columbus. That'll be that'll be two good games, two potential uh, Stanley Cup Finals matchups. I doubt Columbus gets there, but you never know. Lightning are battling L- for a playoff, playoff spot, though. Those are those are the tricky teams come this time of year to play. The ones hey, that are been, a couple points out. That are, I mean, they're, they've been playing a lot better since Bishop got yeah. shipped out. So yeah, you know, here we were chirping still them for their moves and hey, yeah, <laughs> proving us wrong by the day. Hey, I love being proved wrong. That's a lie, yeah. but I have to say it just in case I get proved wrong. <laughs> I never want to admit that. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be interesting how the uh, end of the season goes here for that top spot in the West because, like I said, the Hawks got those three games, dude. Could go 0-3, hopefully go 0-3. And then you got then they finish off the year with a road trip uh, at Colorado. Should be a real tough one for you guys. <laughs> That's just a tough hey, barn to go play at. We haven't played that well against the Avalanche. I mean, even even this past game, yeah, we won six three, but we were down three one in the third period. So, you know, I think last time we played it for yeah, first and, time, and then you guys took out the HL team and put in the NHL team. And... Yeah, well, they started to try. Yeah, three goals in thirty seconds. Yeah, but I would just like to point out, you know, Dodds, I I, I tweeted something at you uh, the other day. 17 seconds, two goals uh, posted on the TV. Must have been, must have been feeling pretty tough for a Bruins fan. Pretty right there, nostalgic some moment memories. for me. Pretty nostalgic. Yeah. But, Just good memories all around. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if you would uh, care to even check my re- my tweet back at you, but, I mean, some fans just like to live in the past, a.k.a. Hawks fans, and, you know, others <laughs> move on. Others move on. So Okay. Yeah, well, whatever. I move on every year. <laughs> Yeah, hi, you're a pro at it. Wild got a cupcake schedule to end the year, though, where I was going with that point originally. Just going to say, uh, bring us, hi, what's going on with the Wild? What do, what do you think? What do you see? Dude, I don't know, because the last game against Winnipeg, the Wild had, I think, 900 shots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Dubnik led up four goals, and I think it was like 12 or 14 shots. So 
they just got themselves in a, a huge hole early and then played really well and just couldn't bury. Well, I mean, also, you know, Dubnik's had a couple a couple rough games here lately. He has. What do you What do you think? It's him or the team playing in front of him? It's tough to say. I mean, I wonder if the Wild are just hitting their usual January slump in March, which isn't great, but or if it's a bigger sign that maybe they're really worn out from playing Boudreaux hockey. So, I don't know. They they got to right the ship soon, though. You can't go into the playoffs playing like this. And like I said, they got Colorado, Arizona, and I can't even remember who else to end the year. They got uh, four pretty Carolina. easy ones. Carolina. Even though oh, they just beat the bad. Wild the other day. <laughs> so hopefully they'll at least yeah. go into the playoffs with some momentum. I mean, you that have a sort of tough should, end, of, end of March schedule. I mean, you got like the Caps in Ottawa and, and Philly, but uh, just notice how those are all Eastern Conference names coming out of my mouth. But yeah, Philly's I'm going to really drive that there. point home today. I think you can already tell. But no, the last that last week is going to be huge if, if they can kind of get the flow back and get their confidence back going. Um, but I know another thing that we talked about with the cupcake schedule coming down the last week of the season is you kind of have four soft teams in your last four games. Now all of a sudden you're jumping into game one of a Stanley cup playoff. So yeah, two against a team that hasn't played a meaningful game since December. Right. But I guess that's why, I mean, we say this about Chicago the past, you know, handful of years is they just have been getting hot at the right times every single season the last couple of years. And it, we still have two or two and a half weeks left of the season. So uh, the regular season, so still some some time for him to kind of cool down a little bit. But let's just say this reminds us all of the Chicago's of the past. So it's a scary team. Yeah, to I don't, see in the I don't like it one bit. Hey, you know, the one thing that I'm actually really liking about how they're playing right now is that they're on a five-game win streak. Or well, not just that. Well, that obviously <laughs> that, but I mean <laughs> the. They're getting scoring from their young guys. Obviously, they're getting scoring from Kane and Panarin and Taves and everybody. Everyone playing. Everyone's playing pretty well right now. But like, you know, John Hayden, who's played now three games, he has a goal, two assists. He's plus four. Um, you know, he's playing on a line with Jonathan Taves and Richard Panic, and Schmaltz got bumped down um, to play with Kane and Panarin because Anisimov's out right now. But uh, you know, everybody's playing well, and it's. The team is looking very, very good. Um, I'm, I'm very excited. Um, I think it's going to be pretty easy first round, no matter who we play. Um, like I said before, the Blues, it'll be a good rivalry matchup, so it'll be exciting. But uh, Hawks will definitely come out winner. Uh, and then, of course, I'd love to see Hawks wild. Um, any indication of how they're playing right now, Hawks take it, though. So I guess we'll see. I wish that could be a conference final instead of a yeah. second round. I agree. Yeah, that'd be way better. But uh, I mean, while we're in the in the Western Conference having that conversation, why don't we just kind of uh, give our opinions on what we think the playoffs are going to look like and and the the seedings as well? Just what's your best guess at how the West is going to finish? Well, the Pacific, I think, is the Sharks' division. They're up four points. They uh, over Edmonton and Anaheim. Um, Edmonton is going to be really interesting come playoff time, especially if they're going to be playing uh, Anaheim in the first round or potentially Calgary too, I guess. But I just don't 
as good as the Oilers have played, I don't think they can last in a series against a team like the Ducks. Nope. And they're young, too. I, I totally – that's what that, I, I that agree That would completely. worry me a lot. Their, their age is – I'm uh, not very high on Edmonton's playoff chances this year. To well, advance. I mean, they might – you know, they might – Pull off first round if they play Anaheim. Um, I would be you know, surprised. potentially even if they, if they play Calgary. I think they'd have a better better chance than if definitely, they played Anaheim. Definitely. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't see them going past the second round. Uh, they're too young, too inexperienced. Um, it will be good playoff experience for them, and I do think they will get in, even though it is pretty close. Um, well, I guess not really. LA's way back. Yeah, I don't know. I was just gonna ask you guys that too. Is do you think that the eight teams that are in right now do you think that's the eight that are going to stay or do you think la winnipeg's a real stretch at this point but does la have a shot yeah last time we had talked we i think all three of us thought that la was going to get in but they're kind of just they're winning and losing and winning and losing they're, yeah they're just they're pretty much 500 hockey since we and last calgary time. is super hot right now nine of their last 10 they've won the blues have won seven of their last 10 i mean i th- yeah i thought the kings were going to get in but now it's not looking and they got a tough I schedule. I don't know them. if you guys had a chance to check out the Kings' schedule, but they got two against Edmonton. They got New York. They got Calgary twice, three times. Or no, I think just twice. Yeah, just twice with Calgary. They got Edmonton again, Chicago. So, I mean, if, if they're going to make the playoffs, they're going to be coming in with a hell of a lot of confidence because they're going to have to beat the top teams so, in yeah. not only the East but the West too. So, I don't I, I, I mean, yeah, we all we all said the Kings would be in, but the way they're playing, I don't think they get yeah, in. Yeah, I don't think I, they I get think in anymore. Bishop, Bishop hasn't been as good as I nearly as good as I thought he would would have been. Um, he's let up a decent amount of goals since playing there. I don't think um, he's won too many games, um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, I just don't see the Kings making it in unless St. Louis just starts crapping the bed. Um, Calgary, I think Calgary, Anaheim, Edmonton, San Jose all making it in the, yeah. um, on the Pacific side. Yeah, Bishop is 0-2-2, two two, so he's yet yeah. to get a win in, in, oh, as a yeah, king. Wow. So. Look at that. L.A. probably thought they were making a huge move there to get in the playoffs. That's got to be tough. There's still a little bit of time. They're not totally out of it. Yeah, what, 10 games left? They, are, they can really only catch the Blues, though. Yeah, and Blues have a game in hand, too. And another thing that uh, I picked up with L.A. is you got Jerome again, like getting in, uh, kind of two fights. It kind of the first one was kind of they just dropped them and hugged a little bit, and the second one they came right out of the box and were, and and dropped them. So a guy like again that they brought in, maybe not expecting him to get in fights, but LA I don't think is given up just yet. But it's going to be a tough road if they want to get there. Yeah, Winnipeg, no chance, no shot. Yeah, I don't think Winnipeg is good enough. Hey, well, they did beat uh, Minnesota. That they did. <laughs> As I said, with like 14 shots on net. But I don't know. Let's uh, Just taking a look at their their schedule through the rest of the way. They got, I mean, it's not a terribly hard schedule. They got New Jersey in there, Anaheim twice, L.A. I mean, it's not like they got to pull off ridiculous wins. They got St. Louis is probably their toughest team in Columbus, but. I mean that that's like what they have ten games left. You just named yeah. like five or six playoff teams, so it's at least half of their games are playoff yeah. teams. Yeah, and right the other now. problem is, is they're at, they're at a point in the year where not only do they need to win, but they need other teams to lose. They need yeah. guys, people like uh, like St. Louis. I don't think they really have a chance to catch Calgary. So. And, and most most playoff teams right now are playing. Um, 
well, except for Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. What about the East? I mean, obviously we have Washington and Columbus already clinched. I, I, I would imagine Pittsburgh will Columbus clinch here soon after. So the well. Metropolitan yep. Division is ridiculous. Um, yeah. You gotta think. You gotta think Pittsburgh will clinch here pretty soon. Yeah, they can clinch tonight. Actually. Yeah. They have to win, and they need a. Uh, or actually, if they win, period, they clinch. Yeah. Otherwise, it depends on uh, if they get one point and the Those Bruins are lose. good. I mean, the Rangers aren't aren't terribly far behind a, a playoff spot, clinching a playoff spot. I mean, not to say that they're not going to make the playoffs. They, they are. No, nah, the Rangers are in with 93 points. No they chance They want to sit at. right where they're at, too. They yep. don't want to move into the Metro. Nope. Yeah, and that's, that's going to be the thing for Atlantic teams is they want to avoid – I mean, honestly, you want to avoid every Metropolitan team – there is, which is simply just not possible. So right now you have Montreal, Ottawa, Boston, and Toronto in the Metropolitan, none of whom I believe can even give a very good series to the Caps or Columbus, maybe with Pittsburgh, but I I don't know. Um, Not even Pittsburgh. Crosby's playing out of this world. If an Atlantic team is going to Cinderella story their way to a cup final, they're going to need to be in the opposite side of the bracket and not have to face a Metropolitan team until maybe the conference finals, hopefully. Hopefully, if they're going to do it. It, it, Well, yeah, there's no... A Metropolitan team is going to the cup final. Yeah, I already said it before. Caps. I already called it before, Caps. You think they're actually going to make it? To the Eastern Conference final, yes. If they have to start off playing against... Who would they have? Rangers first round? Oh, Toronto? Yeah, they'd, they'd get past Toronto. Easy. Probably and then obviously sweet. they'd have Columbus or Pittsburgh. I don't know if um, it would be easy to get past Toronto. Oh, it would. It would. Dude, just, Toronto, Toronto doesn't have the read, playoff experience Read the Caps roster has. and try and find somebody that just your average person on the street wouldn't know. That's like the it's scariest tough. part about Washington for me. It's like it doesn't matter how many big names you have necessarily, but they have a lot of big names, and it's just ridiculous. Yeah, they and they 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 have the playoff experience too. And that I mean, as much as I hate the freaking horn that they play, the "Let's Go Caps" horn or whatever the hell. I mean, that's a good playoff <laughs> atmosphere. I've watched the Bruins play their fair share of series in, in that building, and every time I hear that horn, I cringe. But well, let's say this: Who do you think has the uh, has the chance out of the East to get the President's Trophy? Because right now we got Washington, Columbus, and Pittsburgh. Well, Washington and Columbus tied at 100 points. Pittsburgh at 99, all with 11 games left. Columbus is there. If they keep playing like they are, yeah, four game win streak. Uh, they could, yeah, they can, they could take the President's Trophy. Uh, Thursday, they play the Caps. Okay. So that'll, well, that'll be, be a good that'll be game. must see TV. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Then they get Philly, Buffalo, Carolina. So there's a pretty easy three-game stretch. Then they're at Chicago. Oh, man. They go Chicago, uh, Caps, Penguins all in a row. Wow. They're going to have a <laughs> yeah. They're going to have a prove it stretch here. They're essentially playing every other team in the playoffs that's yeah. like doing really well. <laughs> yeah, that that'll be an interesting three-game stretch for them if they if they come out of that 2 and 1 or something. They're going to be, be feeling good. really good. Yep. Oh yeah. yeah I could but, see them uh, taking the President's Trophy. Yeah, I, I think yeah. right now, as it stands, I think I have Washington with the President's Trophy yet again. But I think I Columbus definitely has a chance to, to sneak in there. 
I'm we liking the we Hawks. won't forget about the Hawks, but let's forget about the Hawks. A five-game win streak. What, <laughs> what, they were on like a six-game win streak before that, too? I don't know. Something crazy. Hawks are, Hawks are, what, Hawks are playing really well. And I think the good news for Western Conference teams is whoever does survive the Eastern Conference, and I say survive because it is going to be... Oh, it'll be a bloodbath. Just an absolute bloodbath. I mean, maybe the first rounds when when the Atlantic teams probably were going to get picked off. But, I I mean, they're going to be just done. Whereas you might be able to get a round or two. I mean, it's it's playoff hockey, let's be honest. No game is easy, but you might have a a round or two where you're not getting as big of a beating as, uh, as you might in the East if you're a Chicago or Minnesota or a San Jose. So... But I'm excited for the for playoffs to come about. So, yeah, me too. Very excited. Right around the corner. But yes, we did sir. we did talk about uh, presence. But what do you guys think as far as uh, the wild card? Do you and I, I mean honestly, Atlantic Division is pretty much a wild card as well. So, do we have any changes in the East in the wild card or in the Atlantic? I mean, we talked about it. Tampa Bay sneaking back in there. Their their name's still in the in the gauntlet. Yeah, I mean, I say Philly's too far out, 74 points. They're you know, seven points out right now on Toronto. I don't think they have what it takes. They're just not – they give up way too many goals. And they're going to need a lot um, of help from other teams losing too. Yeah. So. Basically, it depends on how Toronto plays. Um, if they can – well, they got 11 games left. If they can win, I want to say, seven or eight of those 11 games, then they've got – then they'll stay in the playoffs. I think I got. I don't think Tampa makes their way in. Um, the Islanders, I, might. The Islanders are. I I don't see them getting in. I don't see them getting in, but they could. I just there. I just I have no real reason to why I don't think they're gonna get in. I just think Toronto wants it more than they do. Honestly. Well, let's talk about that then. Do you think Toronto passes Boston? And that yeah, so that's what I was gonna come to is game the, in hand. The down Toronto by a point. the Toronto Boston. I think that's gonna be where you see the switch the changes coming in in the in the Eastern Conference as far as playoffs go. Toronto absolutely had the Bruins number all year long. Um and now they're gonna come into their to their home stretch. I mean they got a tough game coming up tomorrow night against uh Columbus so That'll be a tough one, but then they kind of have some softies. They got the Devils, they got the Sabers, um, Florida. So I mean, they got their tough games. They're in their final four games besides the Lightning. They go Caps, Pittsburgh, Columbus. So that's like going to be a pretty daunting task for them. But I think they're a team that's up for the challenge, and they're going to want to prove themselves. And that's the time to do it. And the Bruins have a, a little bit of an easier schedule. Just they they've still got big, the caps. Big matchup tonight against Chicago. Ottawa. Yeah. So the Bruins are going to be playing games that aren't necessarily against the top teams in the East, but against teams that they're either right on the heels of or are on the heels of them. So if the Bruins are going to make the playoffs, they're going to have to win those games. Um, I mean, honestly, they they can't lose more than probably three games the rest of the way and and make the playoffs. Yeah. Because, I mean, they got Ottawa's at their heels, Tampa's at their heels, Islanders are at their heels. Then they Ottawa's go, currently ahead of them. Or yeah, they're at the heels of Ottawa. Then they have three Western teams, Chicago being one of them. That's going to be a tough matchup for them. Florida, Tampa again, Ottawa again, and then the Cats. So, 
I guess they're maybe they could lose a, a couple more, maybe maybe four. If I mean, let's not. Hopefully, they don't lose four. But if they're going to be losing those, it's going to be the teams that are going to now really pull away from them or, or start gaining ground quick. And we saw that last night with with Toronto. They had the opportunity to stretch their lead to a uh, a five point spread, and instead now it's one. So it's a difference between a win and a loss. I'm really excited. Winding down here, final stretch of the season, regular season, and uh, jumping into playoffs. It's going to be fun. So points race is getting really tight right now. Brad Marchand, I don't know how many points he's had in the last few weeks, but that man is on fire. <laughs> Unbelievable, which I hate. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> I don't like it. But uh, McDavid sitting two points up on Crosby and Marchand. Kane, obviously, is just turning the Jets on also. He's right behind them. Is McDavid going to stay number one? Um, I don't think so. I think Sidney Crosby is – Yeah. I don't even know what to – he's just an animal. Not I mean, he is an you. animal. Let's not forget how much time he missed this season, and he has 40 goals. Yeah, it's a set, seven games like, let's, back. Let's just forget McDavid points for per game. Let's talk played. about goals per game. Let's just talk about goals per game. He leads the league in goals, and he's played probably the fewest of any guy in the top ten. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, Malkin, three games less. I mean, it is absurd. And just to answer, answer your question earlier, Brad has ten in his last five. So Wow. Brad has turned it on. Jesus. And honestly, the Bruins need him to turn it on. Ten in their last five, and they still didn't win a couple of those games. So I don't, I don't, I don't like Marshawn I don't think all. anybody likes Marshawn unless they're on, on their team. Even then, dude, do you really like Absolutely. <laughs> Want to know why? <laughs> like man to man, do you actually? Because, because. Yeah, no, like, all right. I, I know you're just trying to, like, disagree with me for, you, for the listeners. Oh, no, I like, love to do that <laughs> anyway. But, like, but, like let's, let's be honest. Like, do you actually I, like I actually him? like Brad Marchand. But, but oh, man, this is, here's the point, though, is I like him when he's on my team. If he were to be a Blackhawk or, or on the Wild or anywhere else, I would hate him. I would hate him. But he's the type of guy that when he's on your team, you absolutely love him. And when he's not on your team, you absolutely hate him. I don't know if I'd want him on my no. team. Well, I mean, I guess if he's putting up 80 points yeah. a season, I would. I mean, I guess that's – that. it's irrelevant what kind of player he is. If you're scoring 80 points through 72 games, I mean, I think any team yeah. will want them there. I mean, he did get the benefit of the doubt on, like, back-to-back games with his slew foot. He's, he's always the type of guy that's going to play on the edge and – when you're a guy that plays on the edge and then you go to a place like Vancouver who absolutely hates you, I mean hates you, and you get a hat trick and throw in an assist for good measure. I mean, yeah, no I don't kidding. know. That must have been the greatest feeling in the world for Brad Marchand. But then how, how about Crosby saying just like right back? Yeah, yeah I can then, get a hat trick too. Then Crosby puts <laughs> up five goals in two games. You're not the only one. <laughs> I mean, what do you, what do you think's going through his head when you're Brad Marchand and you're one point? Or no, at that point they were tied for goals. And then you go back in the locker room and you look up and Sidney Crosby's got himself another hat trick. You're like, what, what do you got to do? <laughs> nothing. There's nothing you can do. It's Crosby. Be on his line. And that's the, and that's the other maybe, thing. Maybe you that. Say, it's Crosby. Every team knows Sidney Crosby is the greatest hockey player. It doesn't matter. In the game right now. And he it still scores a, like a goal a game. It's absurd. How about those two youngins playing on that line with him, Gensel and uh, who is it, Shiri? Shiri, yeah, and I was just about to what say that. What a life like, that must be. 
okay, you you get a line out there with Crosby, Gensel, and Sheer. Like, who are you gonna cover? Clearly, Crosby. Like, who are you gonna focus on? And not only, Crosby, not only yeah. that, but you could double Still double cover trick. Crosby, and you could pass him the puck, and he would somehow come away with the puck. It's just the way oh, Crosby absolutely. is. It's not fair. And I don't know if you guys have ever played in the line with someone that is just so much better than everybody else, but I'll tell you what I have before, and it is the greatest. I thing don't know. We should call my we should call my in old the world. Mates. See how we should call my old <laughs> line mates. See, see what they think about that one. Well, I mean, I don't know if scratches count, Tommy. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I mean, there's and and such a smart hockey. I mean, any any guy that's in the NHL right now obviously has that hockey IQ. But to play with someone like Crosby, where for whatever reason, he's just inside everybody's head on the ice. He knows exactly where the defense wants to be. He knows where the goalie wants to be. He knows where you want him to be. It's just, it's unbelievable to watch that kid play. I say kid. He's probably he's twenty nine. Grown out of the kid man now, so it's unreal. He's uh, I could yeah, we could ball play on a line with Sid in the league, and he would just probably bank shots in off of us and get us goals. <laughs> do you think? Do you think we could get ourselves on the? And I wouldn't even be upset about I, it. I wouldn't be mad either. No way. Give me one game on Crosby's line against like the Avalanche. I bet I could score. <laughs> <laughs> I swear. Give me a regular shift on Crosby's line, and by regular shift, I mean like twelve seconds, because that's about like my skating speed compared to theirs. <laughs> I'd be dead by the time the puck went from D zone to I'd O zone. You'd been gassed. I'd sit at the blue line, and like the the Avs wouldn't even focus on me. They just well, I mean, they got they the got D-Zone. a game against the Devils. Left on the schedule. You think if we just threw a tweet at them and just see if what we could do? I don't know, man. I thought you were pretty tight with the Devils. I'm pretty tight with the Devils, not with yeah, Crosby. Well, get, get them to reach out to Crosby. Obviously, you're not going to be able to contact Crosby. Who are you? Oh, I have his number. I, I mean, Ben Lovejoy, my boy on on the Devils. Uh, he, he's got his number. I'm sure he used to play. He used to play for Pitt, so I could reach out. I mean, like, my family is, like, tight with Notre Dame. I could call them and get Brian Rust's number because he went to ND. ND there you Superstar. go. See, look, we all got connections. So, yeah, listeners, watch that game. <laughs> we'll be out there with them probably. It's going to be April 6th in New Jersey. You see those three little kids that skate out for the beginning <laughs> of the game and wave the flag? That's us. <laughs> with, the, with the jerseys that go down to our ankles. Yeah, that'll uh, be us. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's been a real treat to watch this year. He's not ready to give up that best player in the world title yet. Oh, and no, I don't no, think not he for will. A few for, years yeah, he's got a couple more years <laughs> left, and I mean, Matthews has got a couple of years to grow. I mean, and I, you know what? I was looking at this the other day. Is you can actually see Sidney Crosby's maturation in his career if you go and look at his career stats and you look back year by year. I mean, he always puts Easily up points. He's one of the most hated players early on. But yeah, he people, all, people he, love him now. He always picks up points, but the category that sticks out to me, look at his, his penalty minutes. The graph is it's exponentially lower. It's ridiculous. I mean, he started off in his career, he's got 110 penalty minutes, and then you're, you know, you're down to 60, down to 39. I mean, he has his, his variations. He, he peaks a little bit again, but it's just now, I mean, 31, 14, 16, he's taking way less penalties. And when Sidney Crosby gets a penalty, nine times out of ten, it's a retaliatory, like, slash to the back of the ankle. Or he's not going to get too many, you know, penalties for interference or roughing. Or it's just not the type of player he is. So, Well, speaking of, you know, you just, 
you brought that up, and I just pulled up his career stats just to look at that as well. 120 points in 79 games, his second year in the league. Yeah. Second year, and he scored 120 points. Jesus. Yeah, you could say he's an above-average player. But don't. But look at look at the points he puts up. Look at his shooting percentages too. I mean, he's always above a ten percent. One every ten shots going in. Hell, I'll take that any day of the week. I can't even do that in open stick. He's gonna finish yeah, no his kidding. career at Blackhawk. He's gonna center Panarin and Kane. <laughs> he would never do that behind Taves. Yeah, yeah, probably not. Yeah, right. He's gonna probably finish like you know he'll he'll retire a Penguin. You think yeah, I don't think he'll ever play for another team. And by I don't think, I mean he won't. Let's look to the future. You think he'll ever play for another team? No, he will like, not. not. He will okay. not. No, he's Penguin for life. Stay, yeah. Mario yeah. would never let that happen. Yeah. Hey, well, Yager left. Played for a few teams here and there, and obviously, you know, still is I playing. Know. I don't think he – I guess it also – I mean, we say no now, but if Sydney's going to be – I don't think he is, but if he's going to be the Yarmy Yager type where he's going to play until he's 97 – all right, maybe they get rid of him, and he's just like the third or second line guy somewhere else. But if he follows the paths of the many greats before him, he's going to be a penguin for, for the rest of his career. Crosby to the wild for Coyle. Who says no? Everybody says no. Well, everybody on the penguins. Except for the wild, <laughs> yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Everybody in the entire league except for the wild. Crosby and Malkin for Taves and Kane. That would be interesting. That'd be wild. I mean, I would, dude. I would take Crosby and Malkin. I I love Evgeny Malkin. I love Evgeny Malkin. I don't know oh, what it yeah. is. I, I just love like Malkin that he too. can put up a ton of points and still be a really physical player, like like Ovechkin. I, that's yeah. I don't know. That, that'd be a tough one. That's an interesting one, though. But I wouldn't want it to happen. Obviously, being a Blackhawks fan, but from like an outsider's perspective, just that's nothing anyone would be too upset about it. But we mentioned uh, the obvious names at the top of the points list and the goals list, but. You know, we talk about Crosby in his younger years. Let's look at Connor McDavid. Connor McDavid leading the league in points. So nasty. Leading the league. He's got 82 points right now in 72 games, so more than a point a game. On a young, an already young team, being a leader, not easy to do at his age. Only one year in the league to speak for. But, I mean, he does a majority of his damage uh, with his playmaking ability, but obviously he can put the puck in the back of the net when he needs to, too. Do you think McDavid gets to 30 goals this year? He's at 25 with 10 games I think he does. Okay. I think he does. I think Edmonton still, even though they're pretty comfortably uh, in the playoffs right now, um, I think that Edmonton still feels they have a lot to prove to the league, especially because they're so young. So I don't think they're going to try and cool down or rest guys. I think they're going to try and win as many games as they can coming down the stretch. So you think uh, McDavid becomes the first player to win back-to-back Art Ross trophies since Yager won four straight from 97 to 2001? So this year and then next well, year? Well, just in, in the near future, you think McDavid becomes the first player to go back-to-back Art oh, Ross? Oh, is, like like, is he the yeah, most likely? since Yager did it. in. Hmm, that's interesting, dude. I, I, it could be Crosby. Yeah, still. it's still true. true. Be, yeah. I mean, again, again, you have to bring up how many games Crosby has played. He's played 65 games. He's almost leading the league in points with 65 games. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, I mean, the only thing is, though, is that that doesn't count, or that doesn't matter. Yeah. The year, which is an issue with Crosby, because I could see McDavid playing all the games, and Crosby, like like you said, misses a few here Well, and I was there, just going to say, what do, you think, well, what do you think about Crosby's injury? You know, he's been, obviously, he's had an injury-riddled career through concussions. But, which is a shame. Yeah, absolutely. But what do you, what do you think uh, his chances of playing 
full seasons coming coming up. I mean, he, he, he seems to always miss a, a few games every season. He might go, and I hate to make a basketball reference on the on this podcast, but he might go like into a, sort of a LeBron mode where he kind of takes it easy a little bit during the regular season, relatively easy. Obviously, he's not just going to be out there lollygagging around. But yeah. Taking a few games off here and there, just really gearing up for the playoff run. Yeah. Whereas McDavid, I think, plays – he's going to play in every game he can. Oh, yeah, well – unbelievably young still 20 years old 20 yeah, years know. old to go back though i don't i don't think Connor mcdavid wins that ross this year i don't know i think crosby takes him and i that's you know what for the sake of being bold i think crosby not only overtakes him but pulls away oh yeah just really does i think he just pulls away really eight, that's or, nine, a bold eight take. or nine points i think that's, he's gonna blow take, by dodds him. Heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. He's going to need a lot of points in these yeah, last 10 he games. Yeah, He's going to blow by them. Nah, I got to say mean, it with they confidence. Both have six, they both have six points in their last three games. So they're both playing fairly consistently. Yeah, it's going to be that's, – that's a bold prediction that he blows that – he, that he pulls away. The good news is is now this is publicized, so I can point back to this. And, you know, yeah, two you're going to eat your like, words. Oh, when you're eventually wrong, yeah. we're definitely going <laughs> to eat your words. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised at all if Patty Kane came Nope, me neither. I was just thinking that, but I didn't really want to bring it up because I felt like you guys I know would, you didn't want to bring it up. I felt like you guys would uh, tear me apart for it. But Yeah, yeah probably, I we probably would have teared you apart no matter what. So Especially the way the Hawks are playing. I, I would not be surprised if, if... How are they playing? I have no idea. <laughs> Good. I ha- I haven't watched hockey in... In weeks, <laughs> a couple weeks, thanks to the wild. Yeah. Just, just no, quit watching. I went to the most boring Stars Sharks game last night. Oh, what was the score? Wasn't it like one nothing? One rip. Oh Jesus, that's awful. That's just great defensive hockey between two solid teams. Yeah, we don't need to make the nets bigger. That's the kind of game everybody loves. All right, hi. So now let's say, when do you think the Wild win their next game? <laughs> tonight. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> They gotta snap it tonight. They're at home against the Sharks. It's on NBCSN. The Shark, world is Sharks watching. Yeah, it's gonna be, what, lost it's gonna be a good straight. game. I could see the Wild winning like four to one, and then I could also see them losing like six nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I am not very positive on this team right now. <laughs> do who do you give it to, Dubnik or uh, Kemper? I think you gotta shove Dubnik back out there. I am. I actually haven't seen who is playing tonight though. Well, does it really matter? They've lost five in a row. Yeah, kind of just flip a coin and hope whoever plays has a good. I don't game. know. I think they've done a really good job going back and forth with Kemper and and Dubnik this year, though. I've got Dubnik confirmed in net. Okay, okay. very very yeah. So he needs to bounce sources, back really, which strong. I'm not allowed to release to you guys. Oh, okay, I get it. <laughs> yeah, I Google searched NHL starting goalies. If you're wondering, I figured as much. I've done that before. Well, hey, if you don't, if if they do not win tonight, they've got a game against the Flyers on Thursday. That'll be a that should that should be a, a pretty simple win. I mean, they're gonna make the playoffs, and they're gonna make the playoffs as the two seed. Yeah, no matter what, yes. at the worst. But it's still you don't want to back into the playoffs like they're playing right now. It's just terrible. That's recipe for getting knocked on your ass in the first round. Well, what do you what do you say? Do you now? Okay, now here's a here's a question. Stay woke style. Um, are they playing bad? because they're just trying to rest themselves because they know their spot's no. basically locked up. I don't think no. so at all because they really want to finish ahead of Chicago. I can see that. They want home ice over Chicago. Yeah, there's no way that they're resting guys right now. No way. 
not like resting guys as in like people aren't playing, but as far as like they're getting a little complacent. Yeah, maybe. just not giving their full effort on the ice. I don't. You that know, just not doesn't seem as like hard, not a characteristic of the Wild this year, though. Because I mean, let's be honest, they didn't get here straight on talent. They got here because of that hard work and grit. I mean, don't win games on talent alone. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Exactly, but. It's not like they were a team at the beginning of the year that everyone was picking to be in this position. No, not at all. Mm-mm. Not that that's necessary to be here, obviously, but like... I think they're picked as a playoff team essentially every year for the past few. I just think it's been bad puck luck for them. Oh, uh, puck luck. Hitting posts. I mean, you got to blame it on something, and I'm going to blame it on puck luck. <laughs> <laughs> Two and eight in their last ten, though. I mean, like, that's... For a team that's played as well as the Wild have all season, that's tough. That's like not. That's a very big outlier to their team. Every yeah, team in the league has their ebbs and flows in, in yeah. the seasons, and they're yeah. obviously having a little bit of a tough time. But it's the teams that can rebound faster and come out a better team at the end of those. And Minnesota's struggling to get out of the rut right now. But if they can get out of the rut and become a better team because of that tough streak, that's what helps you in the playoffs. Because you're going to lose true. a game in the playoffs almost nine times out of ten. Who do you think is an easier first-round opponent, Nashville or St. Louis? I think that both teams would rather play St. Louis. Yeah, you I think, think St. So. Louis. So I think Nashville, is. they played pretty terrible to start the year. Let's not sugarcoat that. But they're a really good team. I watched them play a couple times. Obviously on TV it's a little different because you can't really see the whole ice. But... I got to watch them in person. Offensively, their flow in the Ozone is just ridiculous to watch. I mean, they get guys like Subban at the point that just get to free roam into the high slot and look for one-timers. I mean, granted, they're playing the Devils, who were basically killing a penalty the whole game, it looked like. But Nashville is a team that can surprise you, and they can put up a lot of goals. They might give up a lot because Rene sucks this year, but... God forbid Rene finds his uh, his mojo again. I think Nashville's going to be a takes. scary team. Yeah, that's a very good point. Um, I think Rene is has proven himself a better goalie than you know Jake Allen. So I think, yeah, I agree. I I, I don't know. I, <clears throat> only reason I say I'd rather have Chicago play Nashville is solely because the rivalry between St. Louis and Chicago is so big that St. Louis always plays up for that series. I mean, I think that's it, true. it's always been like a six-game series. I don't think it's ever been five or four, which is Just which, takes you know, one year, close. though. Yeah, that's true. I'm, I'm really perplexed on Calgary, whether I would want to play them or not. Yeah, that's a tough one. Because, I mean, all it takes is one goalie to get hot. Obviously, that could happen for either team, but Calgary's pretty good. I Calgary think that they're... Good identity is kind of going to come out in the last two weeks of the season they don't I mean they have the caps tonight we talked about that which is going to be a fun one to watch but other than that they don't have a lot of teams that are going to challenge them but I think the way they finish the season is going to dictate how confident they are going into their first round of the playoffs but I don't for whatever reason Calgary just doesn't jump out at me as someone that's going to make a lot of noise that's fair. I don't think they're going to make too much noise. I, I I don't see them. I don't see them beating San Jose in the first round. Um, that's how it's set up so far, for as of today. I don't know if they're playing. If they keep. If they play the way they're playing now, yes, they will beat San Jose. Obviously, um, but I think playoff experience and you know just overall experience, San Jose will be able to beat them in a seven game series. Yeah, I think the first round in the Pacific. Um, I think those are both going to be pretty lopsided wins. 4-1 wins, 4-2 wins. Yeah. Maybe. I just don't think there's going to be a lot of drama. 
in the first round. Especially, I think San Jose is just going to roll through whoever they play in the first round. Mm -hmm. And then, like I said, if it ends up being Edmonton and Anaheim, Anaheim could come out of the gates and just stomp them. Yeah, I see it. Yeah, I expect the, the central round to be way more competitive than the Pacific. And again, I mean, we talked about that in the East. I mean, it's going to be similar in the West. I think San Jose's or Edmonton, I mean, any of the three Pacific teams, whoever makes it out of the Pacific to take on someone from the Central is going to have probably a little bit more rest, or maybe not necessarily rest, but will be less beat up than a Chicago or Minnesota who might be coming out of a just grueling seven-round series. Yeah. Well, you got you got to think that it, it's got to be Chicago and Minnesota in the second round. If I sure hope stay so. the way it is now, yeah. I just, I can't, I can't see Nashville or St. Louis yeah, beating either of those two teams. Yeah, those two teams are better yeah. than Nashville and St. Louis, just straight up they're better. Yeah, so. I mean, but yeah, maybe a game here hockey. and there, but seven games in, what, a week and a half? No way. No way they win four of those. Yeah, I don't think so either. Nope. But, you know, that's why you got to have some hope, even if, even if, you don't think the Sharks are a better team than the Wild or Chicago. I'm sure there are mixed opinions out there, um, whoever they may be. But that's got to give you a little hope if you're a Sharks fan. If you can survive the first two rounds, that you're probably going to have a pretty tired Chicago or Wild team coming. That's true. Yeah, that's a very good point. Obviously, that's as it is stands now. And if Chicago and Minnesota can even last the first rounds, it's playoff hockey. Weird stuff happens, but a lot of times it doesn't when you're just that good. So Dodds and I were talking about this earlier, Tommy. Um, what do you think the ideal matchup is for the Stanley Cup for the NHL, if that makes any sense? It does. Like who would who would be the best rating ratings wise? That's tough. And who would be the worst? We're realistic worst though. I want a realistic worst. Don't don't throw like New Jersey Avalanche or something. No, no, no. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> well, no, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. So like of the teams that are in the playoffs right yeah. now, I'd say. Best ratings would be probably Pittsburgh versus Chicago, just okay. because of the players on their teams. Maybe Washington, because everyone would love to see Washington in the final. I think every, everyone in the world would love to see that. Yeah, we agree. We said, uh, or I said, Washington, because I think everybody wants to see Ovechkin in a cup final. Yeah, like every, like yeah. Even if you're not a Caps fan, I'm not a Caps fan, but I just want to see what Ovechkin can do in a cup final. Yeah. He's going to be Hopefully on a new level. Hopefully by the Wild. Ovechkin can't be a player who retires without winning a cup, so it's got to happen. So I had Washington, Minnesota, and I had Minnesota. I mean, they're good, obviously, but um, I just said, you know, the atmosphere in Minnesota, the state of hockey playing Washington would just be ridiculous. So that's what. That's a good point. I I was just thinking, like, on a. You're just thinking on, like, Chicago, Chicago. Yeah, like, everyone, you know, there's a lot of Hawks fans out there. I think ideally they would the NHL would want it to be Washington versus Chicago. Yeah, that's what I would say. Because they, I mean, it's no secret that the N, the NHL plugs Chicago everywhere yeah. all season long for the past six years. Yeah. So they want they want Chicago in there. They want that market that all those bandwagon fans that are exactly like Tommy. <laughs> oh my God, I hate you. <laughs> to tune in and watch, and then obviously, like you said, Dodds the OV factor is huge. Pittsburgh would still draw a crowd too. Yeah, because. They got the best player in the world. Yeah, but I think from a hockey fan perspective, people just want to see Washington in the final. I think the worst one would be like Columbus versus maybe Nashville. Yeah, I don't. I think Nashville in the final is like a worst nightmare. No, I was. Yeah. I would have gone with like Calgary versus. But Calgary, Calgary's Canada. Like you can never count a, a Canadian team out because. 
once all Canadian teams are out, they just root for another Canadian team. They don't care who, just as long as it's not a U.S. team. I disagree with the Columbus as the worst, though. I mean, I think there's a lot of people that would like to see Columbus go far. I'm thinking of it as a strictly, like, that's a Columbus is a small market team, and yeah, and so is, yeah, but at so the same time, yeah, that's remember a good point. their remember their would they make it two rounds last year? Like just kind of Cinderella almost pulled off a, a two two series wins, and like the entire city of Columbus was like into that, and it was like a huge thing. And then obviously they came up a little bit short, but I think it'd be really cool to see like a Columbus Minnesota. Or like a Columbus Edmonton final, like just two teams that don't make it there very often, or at least recently. Or like a Toronto Edmonton, like McDavid oh, versus Matthews. That would, that be, would be cool. That would be. Awesome. That will never happen. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so how likely do you think that that will be a Stanley Cup matchup one day? I'm I'm not like how sure. How sick would a series between those two be in like five years when these guys are 20, 24, and twenty five? It's hard to say. It, it all because that, that leaves so much up to debate as to like how their GMs and owners kind of manipulate the next couple of years with draft picks and such. Like they they can have those one or two good players, but one one bad move sets you back so long, and you see that so often. So I think it might be a little too far out to try and predict that, but I I guess I would say that I could see it happening. I would say Edmonton has a better shot of being in a cup final sooner than Toronto, obviously. Well, I think I just think Toronto has a lot more to work on as far as getting their team in a... They've got Babcock, though, in Toronto. (laughs) True. You guys are so cynical. I'm just trying to imagine a really fun playoff matchup and you shoot it down. No, I would... would, We're just trying to to keep your your expectations a little realistic. We don't want to get your hopes up and then, you know, five years down the road, you're like, hey, guys, remember back in episode three when I brought up Toronto and and Edmonton and it's not happening. And they've both moved. Yeah, Toronto's now not even an organization and Edmonton's the next avalanche, you know, whatever. So let's say this now. So both McDavid and Matthews are the face of their teams right now, right? Wouldn't you say? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Do they both stay there their entire careers? I have no idea. I think it's too early to tell that. I think right now McDavid's taking that path just because, like, I mean, he's already the captain. The start of his career, he's obviously only not even through two years yet, but he's reminded me a lot of how Sidney Crosby started. Yeah. So I think he stays. Matthews is going to be more of a shout-out to Canton. I don't know. Well, you got to think. Like, look at Matthews' first season already put Toronto in a playoff position. I mean... They weren't in the playoffs last year. You see guys like McDavid when they go somewhere, and they you can like you can just tell how much he loves Edmonton. Yeah, you can just you can see it, and I mean not that I don't see that from Matthews, but I don't know. I haven't seen him play long enough for Toronto to have that like you like you can just tell with McDavid. You can tell he doesn't want to leave Edmonton even after last year when they didn't do great. They did pretty well, but they didn't do great. But he wanted to be back. He wanted to be a leader on that team. Not to say Matthews isn't, but he's just, you know, his first first season. So hard to tell. So I'll say, write it in stone, McDavid's an oiler for life because how can you let – I was going to say how can you let him go. But then again, they traded Wayne Gretzky. But that's my yeah. point, though, is like I don't, I don't think it necessarily comes down to them letting Matthews go. But, like, there are just times where guys just aren't happy where they are. Like, I mean, look at Tyler Sagan. And that's what I was going to say about Matthews is I think he would be infinitely more likely to leave, especially storybook, go to a team in Arizona. 
Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. I feel like Matthew's going to an Ameri- at least any American team at some point in his career. Um, isn't yeah. Well, Arizona especially because he's from there. Well, yeah, yeah. I so mean, I think that would be great. Does anybody want to play for Arizona, though? Maybe in I don't know. a few years. You never know. Yeah, true. Maybe if they bring back the old jerseys, too. Oh, um, they need the old jerseys. Those are dope. I have one. I have one that's like baby size because I got one like when I was way younger because it looks cool. Our director of digital marketing, Mike DeMichel, he is a huge old old Phoenix Coyotes logo and jersey fan. So I actually just uh, on Twitter the other night sent him a Coyotes like sweatshirt that had like the desert, but it was like in their colors, their old colors. I think he's probably gonna buy it. Yeah, well, that I sounds mean, awesome. He's kind of irrelevant, but that's a cool jersey. Yeah, I was thinking about picking up one of those, pick up an old Kachuk. Okay, so I think we hit on everything today. Playoff scenarios, points. It's going to be real fun. There's some good games on all throughout this week, so we're going to learn a lot in these next few days. Yeah, I can't wait for our uh, our next podcast. We'll have a little bit more of a, a shore playoff picture. We can talk a little bit more about that. And uh, until next time, Start gentlemen. Start diving into the matchups. Oh, well, I, I would also like to point out, I believe – our last podcast was prior to the uh, fantasy hockey championship ending, and I am the champ. All right, we can just cut it back here. to back. Yeah, we'll just cut it right before that. Perfect. <laughs> Salty right. dogs. Everybody, oh, have a good go. one. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time. See you guys. Salty dogs. Peace. Be sure to visit us at dnchockey.com, your home of dump and change hockey. Real fans, real opinions. Yeah!